Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to the Auto Remarketing Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Solovich, part of the team at Cherokee Media Group and senior editor of Subprime Auto Finance News and the BHPH Report. For this episode of the podcast, pleased to welcome two industry experts who I'm thankful to say are our great industry friends as well. Kenny Atchison, who is the founder and president of Dealer Profit Pros, and Steve Levine, Chief Legal and Compliance Officer with Ignite Consulting Partners. Kenny, Steve, thank you so much for being all together with us for this episode of the podcast. How are y'all? Sure, glad to be here, Nick. Doing great. Thank you for having us, Nick. Well, the, the reason uh, we have uh, two guests uh, for this episode is we're, we're tackling a, a, an important topic that's, that's growing more complicated as, as we go along for dealerships, the, the value of customer reviews, which are now catching the, the attention of, of federal regulators as well. And, and Kenny, we'll, we'll begin with you. And as you've written about and, and discussed with clients many a times, but just to reiterate for the folks in the back, so to speak, uh, how incredibly valuable can online reviews be, especially for dealerships? Well, it affects everything. It affects all of your marketing and advertising, because even if you're, there's been several studies on this, but I'm remembering one in particular that I mentioned years ago, was a study on people seeing a television commercial and 80-something percent immediately went to Google after seeing the television commercial where they were able to see the online reviews and rating and reputation of the company that ran the commercial. I used to joke with with clients, with dealers, say, hey, you know, if you have a, a dealer in your area that's running a lot of TV commercials and they don't have a very good reputation, that is wonderful because they are stimulating interest in buying a car but you can swipe their business because their reputation is going to, all it's going to do is send people to the internet where they then choose somebody else. And so, uh, and there's been numerous studies, including some that we've done on how it affects the conversion rate, meaning someone goes online looking for something, they click on your website and then fill out some sort of form. Well, if they go to your online and they see your reputation, it's not so good. They just go somewhere else. And so you can actually, the joke around the TV commercials was that you can stimulate someone else's sales by advertising a lot if you don't also have a good reputation. And, and Nick, I it was more educated guessing at this point when I first started, let's say, preaching this well over a decade ago, because I understood the, the value of it. And I, I study and watch some of the things that Google does, including patents that they file to know what's coming down the road. And, and they had filed a patent years ago on the importance of it, it it demonstrated the importance of reviews. It gets pretty technical. I'll give the layman's version of it, but it also demonstrated that all reviews weren't equal. And so I realized at that point, okay, there's going to be some reviews that are more valuable than others as well, based on that patent uh, at some point. And so I studied it a lot, but I still wanted to have some some kind of hard data. Let's say it might still be a little bit circumstantial. I'm not the attorney on the call, so we'll let him say if that's how you define it. But there was. This is how the evidence that I found, and it was very clear to me, is we had a client where we were spending their advertising budget on mostly on Google ads, and they said, this is working great, Kenny. Our leads have jumped, and they, they called me and said, hey, how can, we, how can you spend more of our money because it's working? And I said, well, you know, we could start targeting competitor 
names and brands. So in other words, let's say there's, you know, Nick's Motors and Kenny's Cars, and my client was Kenny's Cars, and I said, well, we can run a Google ad so that when someone types in Nick's Motors, our ad will appear. Now, we're not going to pretend to be Nick's Motors. That's unethical, probably illegal, uh, but it's certainly unethical and uh, probably won't work well. And we're not going to say, you know, Nick's Motors is terrible, come to us. We'll just run the ad. And so that, you know, if it could lead to more business. Now, it's not the number one form of advertising I do with Google Ads, but if you've exhausted the budget on people that are just looking for a, a dealer or a buy here, pay here dealer or something, then you can target the competitors. And so we started doing that and we targeted six competitors in the area, you know, their actual brand name. And after a period of time, I went and looked at the data and it was, I had six different sets of results. And there were click-through rate, which has some value in looking at it to see how high the click-through rate, the higher the better, and the conversion rate as well, uh, which has a lot of value in measuring that. And what I found was, you know, there was, how do I explain it? So there were the dealer that we were trying to, you know, advertising, you know, against their name. The dealer that we did the best advertising on their name was the dealer that had the worst online reputation. And then the ad that wasn't working as well for us was the dealer that had the best reputation, which suggests to me that, and, and it went right down the line. In order, So, you know, the dealer that had the second best reputation, we didn't do quite as well with them. The dealer that had the third best reputation, we did pretty well. And the fourth, you know, it just, it went right in order. And I said, wow, this is fascinating. This is, <laughs> this is somewhat proof to me that what I've been talking about, the reputation matters a lot. And, um, uh, I could just see, I, I like to visualize these things. So picture someone at work in the lunchroom or something and their their uh, friend or colleague says, you know, I uh, I want to, uh, I need to get a car and let's, let's, let's go with buyer payer, but I have bad credit. And they say, oh, you got to check out Nick's Motors. And so then that person Googles Nick's Motors and they see that the reputation isn't good. And then they see this ad for Kenny's Cars and they go, you know what, I'm going to check this place out. That's, that's what I see happening. And um, it's just, it's critical. It also, you know, the, the dealer reputation in general isn't good as a whole. That's not, you know, obviously not every dealer has contributed to that, but some have. And in some, it's, it's unfair, but it exists. So we just have to deal with it. We deal in reality, not with what should be. And uh, because it's already a tough reputation, customers are, are hesitant, even after they've went searching on Google for a car dealership, and even after they clicked on your website, and even after they filled out a form, they don't answer the phone. Well, part of that is because they, they're like, ah, they just they don't think that they're going to enjoy the process because the rep reputation of the industry as a whole. So if you can have a fabulous reputation, then you can, you can really stand out. And that reputation starts with your forward-facing you know, online reviews such as Google and, and the rating of those reviews. Interesting. Th thank you for all those uh, great uh, anecdotes, Kenny. Thank you. Well, well, Steve, let, let, let's turn to you now. And and there's there was an anecdote I remember you sharing with me some some time back about a, an upset customer walking up and down the the sidewalk in in front of the a, a dealership and. With the advent of the internet and and Google and other websites and apps, just 
how can a, a negative online review accomplish the same thing that that person walking up and down the streets did back in the day? And, and how can dealerships handle them appropriately? I remember that story. It, it was probably the hottest day of the summer, August in Dallas, and, and this lady's picketing the dealership. You know, big sign, don't buy a car here, sweat pouring off her. And, and, you know, that type of activity has an impact. But with the, the advent of, of social media and the Internet, it's a lot more effective for the customers to, to go post online because they're getting a lot more eyeballs. Uh, I remember last year I was called by a dealer and, and, and a customer posted a, a video complaining of the dealership. It went viral and had like 50,000 views, you know, people all over the country. People from Alaska are, are weighing in on this. And it, it's very powerful. So, so you really, as a business, you have to have a plan for managing that. And, and I think that the mistake I see a lot of folks make is they immediately, they get defensive, they get aggressive, and that they want to defend themselves and they want to attack the person complaining and, and they don't think to themselves, you're never going to convince that person. But but how are we looking to the rest of the world that that's following this? So, so you really have to have a good plan for, for how you're going to respond, you, you, how you want to appear. And, and, and it's actually a good opportunity not to give in to the person complaining, but, but to show the rest of the world, hey, you know, we care about our customers and, and we try to do things the right way and, and send a, a good message, turn a positive, you know, turn a negative into a positive. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, again, the, the voices that you're hearing for this episode of the Auto Remarketing Podcast are Kenny Atchison, the founder and president of Dealer Profit Pros, and Steve Levine, Chief Legal and Compliance Officer with Ignite Consulting Partners. And we're, we're talking about the, the power uh, of consumer customer reviews and, and how to handle them properly. And, and Kenny, to, to go back to your point, you, you alluded to it a, a bit already, but what, what are some strategies you've seen other clients use to, to gather reviews that, that are useful and, and don't run amok with, with regulators? I'm glad you mentioned the uh, regulators part, and Steve can speak more to the legal portion of that, but I will say that everybody should take a peek at FTC.gov. The FTC on January 25th, I just pulled it up as we started chatting uh, again, because I wanted to give the exact date. January 25th, 2022, the title, Abracadabra, Bad Reviews Be Gone, they posted this article. They had fined companies millions of dollars for getting reviews in a certain way and avoiding negative reviews in a way that uh, they considered illegal. And, and so they cost these companies a lot of money. And again, Steve can speak to the legal portion of this, but the way I read it, a few things. One is if you are if you're using a system, right? So full disclosure, we have a feedback system, thanksforfeedback.com, and it is ours. I own it, even though my name's not, not on it. We own it, full disclosure. Uh, I can tell you that if you're using a system, there's a few of them out there, and I won't mention names. If you're using one in which they are doing things in a way that the FTC would have a problem with it, the dealership isn't in the clear because you don't understand it. It's technology. You don't really know how that kind of thing works. I would say, I'll let Steve say it, 
probably too bad. So if you're using a system that is doing things uh, illegal on your behalf, even if you didn't know it or understand it, you could still be in trouble. So one, you want to make sure that that's not taking place. And I, well, I know that it is because I'm aware of some systems and website developers out there that are, are, are doing it. And here's what I mean by the way that they're doing that is they will suppress uh, negative comments from customers. And so if you are using, even if you're not using a software to do it, but if you are encouraging happy customers to write reviews publicly, but you're not also encouraging unhappy customers, then you're in trouble. That may sound ridiculous because we see commercials on TV and, you know, some professional athlete endorsing a shoe. You know, they don't have a disclaimer that says, by the way, they paid me $40 million to say this. So that, that doesn't seem fair, even though a different situation. But the reviews, if you are using a system to do it to where it's called gating, where a customer gives a, a negative comment and then they're redirected to a page that says, please tell us more. And it keeps it in-house versus if you're also then treating positive comments in a way that it automatically takes them to a page that says, that's great. We're so glad you had a good experience. Please go say the same thing on Google. That's called gating, which is a no-no. Uh, I know for a fact there's just still some places that are doing it and the dealers aren't aware or they aren't aware that it's a legal problem or they wouldn't do it. You know, Part of the reason I was very excited about this podcast with uh, the two of you, Nick and Steve, because this is a legal issue that could get some dealers in real hot water. And whether there are clients, now if there are clients, they already know this because we informed them and we made sure that our system is is compliant. So you said, and I know that was, I didn't completely answer your question yet. I wanted to start with that because I think it's critically important. So how you get reviews then uh, in a legal way is very, very important. So here, here's what we've done and what I've seen dealers do is, you know, a lot of customers are happy at the point of sale. And so if you ask them all to write a review on Google, then that seems legal to me. You're asking them all. It's down the road when people are negative or unhappy because, and especially in buy here, pay here, which we all of us do a lot of work in, especially in buy here, pay here, and because their check engine light came on, or you had the gall to have your collector call them and say, hey, where's our money? And so they don't like that. And so that's when they might go say something negative. Well, I've seen dealers that will then, uh, they have a feedback system that offers this. Ours does. Not all of them do where someone can go give direct commentary to the dealership where it's not public. And, and you do that for everybody. If it's a positive comment or a negative comment, it's kept internal. And so you're not, you're not gating uh, in that sense, but you're, you're wanting it to come in uh, internally. And from a, a marketing perspective, what that does is that protects your reputation because the people that are writing, if you don't give people a place to vent, they'll just do it publicly. So you need to have an easy solution where they can they can you know file a complaint or say something nice, but down the road there's a, a chance they may be saying something negative for the reasons I already said, and so it's internal, and so protecting yourself against negative reviews is as important as getting positive reviews. So you want to do both, and there's a different strategy for both, and so one of the I'll, there's many ways, but I'll give uh, one more way, and I've seen it work just as we do it. You know, but you could do it on your own. So this isn't a, a promo for us, but we, we do it to make it easier for our clients. Is we send out an email newsletter every month for our clients, which is good for 
content creation, relationship building, and uh, you know, earning referrals and repeat purchases and making announcements. But it's also very good for getting customer feedback, especially down the road when there's a chance they may be upset about something. So there's a link at the top of each email newsletter. And by the way, the emails, you need to have a high open rate, so there are positive methods and tricks to do that. I'm not going to go into that now because it's not a promo. But if you, if you write the right type of email newsletter where it has value to open it and read it and not just sales pitches of, of cars and financing, then people will open it. And when they do, at the top of the email newsletter, every time we send one, it says, click here to tell us how we're doing at Nick's Motors. And then they click on it. It takes them to the feedback system. And so what we see every month is on the first of the month, which is when we send email newsletters for our clients' behalf to their customers, is we get a slew of comments from their customers on the first, second, third of every month. And some of them are negative. Uh, and, this is how, and, and this is how powerful it is for them. Uh, we just did a study for all of 2022 for, I think, all of our clients. And we went in and we took all of the negative comments that came in via the email newsletter and our feedback system. And we then went to Google manually and with some automation, but manually too, to see if that same person wrote a negative review publicly on Google or Facebook, the, the main two. And it was less than 2% across the board. So doing it this way gives you a should give you, if you're doing it right, about a 98% success rate of allowing customers a chance to vent privately. Without, you know, you're not forcing them and you're not keeping them from venting publicly, but oftentimes they just don't because they wanted to make sure they were heard. And so if you don't give them a place uh, where they can be heard, they'll find it on their own on Google and Facebook. Sure. Interesting. Interesting. A lot of, lot of great insights there. And thank you for recapping the, the FTC's activities as well. And to, to round us out, let, let, let's go back to you, Steve, and, and compliance certainly is in your wheelhouse. Just in, in, in light of the, all of these circumstances, just, just how well does a, a customer feedback system dovetail with whatever the, the dealership's compl overall compliance plan might be uh, in connection with installment contracts or, or whatever other part of the operation, uh, how does this mesh in nicely with, with an overall compliance objective? Uh, boys, I, w I want to grab on a couple of things that Kenny said because they're so important. Uh, I I've been doing this a long time. I I've, I've been involved in a lot of disputes, and, and I can absolutely tell you it, it is paramount for the dealer to give the consumer uh, a pathway for feedback. If you don't give them the pathway, that's when they go to social media, the regulator, Better Business Bureau, whatever. So if you give them a pathway, you could help direct that, that dialogue. Well, when I start working with clients, I tell everybody, uh, I want to see you have signage at the store for, you know, wh wh whether it's feedback at, you know, na nameofthestore.com or, or tell us how we're doing. You want to have that around the store. You want to have that in, in the documents that you, you give the folks. Uh, you you want to give them that pathway. That, that, that is absolutely critical. You know, the, the other thing Kenny said that I think is really important is you, you will get in trouble with the regulators when, when you try to silence the, the bad reviews. And, and, and if you just try to make them disappear. Uh, so so it, it's really important, uh, again, to, to control the, that, that dialogue and narrative and, and, and kind of direct it. Uh, allow 
to customers to ventilate. You could get some really good feedback from, from that process, but, but have them do it in such a way to, to where, you know, it's not airing dirty uh, laundry to the public. Uh, th- this is critical to the overall compliance management system and, and, and complaint management. Uh, I, again, I think a lot of times the, the dealers get very defensive and, and, and they want to fight about the fact it, it's not the person so much that you're dealing with. It's all the other damage they could do, all those future prospects that are going to view you in a bad light if you behave that way. So, so you always have to take the higher road and, and you always have to keep the bigger picture in mind. Steve, you mentioned having a sign. So what we've had dealers do, and they could do this if they have the right system that it can work, uh, is there'll be a sign up around the dealership in the service area. Obviously, that makes sense. I have a good story behind that. Is um, a sign that says, you know, tell us how we're doing. And there's like a smiley face and a frowny face on it to get attention and it's color. And it says, text the word feedback to, and then there's a phone number. Uh, And they can text that number and it will immediately respond with a, a text with a link to, to, to the feedback system. But also we put a QR code on there as well because some people, they just, they're not going to go type in something or text something, but they can hold up their cell phone when it's on camera and the QR code will take them right to the feedback system. So where our point is to make it very, very easy for the customer to give feedback at any and all times. And even if, and, and Steve, this is one thing I would want you to speak to, is even if they don't buy Right, because if someone comes into the dealership and doesn't buy, there's a reason. It may be because you didn't have the inventory they wanted, but it could be because someone mistreated them, or the perception is that someone mistreated them. So having a way, having a sign like you're referring to, and what we do uh, to where a customer that doesn't buy as well has a chance to give some feedback. It could protect them. You know, we you mentioned Better Business Bureau. Uh, what about Attorney General? You know, someone says they didn't buy for me because of the or they wouldn't uh, sell to me or help me because they color my skin or my gender or my sexual whatever, you know, and, and having that feedback to where you can get to it quickly can, can save you for some, from some legal trouble as well as uh, marketing issues. We in, in using this, one of the first times we started using this a while ago, a client, uh, that we were using this method and uh, a customer was in the service area, evidently, and they scanned the QR code and it sent them the feedback page. And they said, I'm sitting here in the service area. Our check engine light is on for the fourth time. These guys, I mean, it was really, they were ranting, but they were sitting there. And uh, the system automatically sends a, a notification that they got a negative comment from a customer. The manager, to his credit, walked right out into the service area and caught that customer before they even left. And so, you know, getting to it quickly, uh, I, I know it helps you with some marketing issues, but could it, Steve, do you think that also uh, could, could save you from, from some legal trouble because you don't let it fester in the mind. Oh, a- absolutely. I, I, I think it is so important to be proactive in this area. And, and the more you could do, again, to, to give them that pathway and, and to interact with them rather than you know, have it turned into to this uh, negative uh, event online. Yeah, yes, uh, absolutely. That, that is a great way to handle it. Thank you. Thanks for letting me uh, add that, Nick. For sure. So much great wisdom being shared here on this episode of the Auto Remarketing Podcast with Kenny Atchison of Dealer Profit Pros and Steve Levine of Ignite Consulting Partners. Gentlemen, thank you so much for 
for making time to discuss a, certainly a, a very important topic in a myriad of ways, customer review. Kenny, Steve, thank you again for your time. You're welcome. Thank Good you, to be gentlemen. Here. Thanks for the input, Steve. Thank you. And if you've missed any of our past episodes of the podcast, just go to our website at autoremarketing.com and click on the podcast box to find our library of past episodes. Or just subscribe through whichever platform you get your podcast. For our fellow hosts, Phil Zedice and Joe Overby, as well as our fantastic executive producer, Matt Rice, I'm Nick Zulovich. We thank you for joining us, and we look forward to having you again next time on the Auto Remarketing Podcast.